confidants, can you believe I am starting this episode giving an ad for my very own book? That's right. I'm here to tell you guys that you can pre-order my first book. Don't fucking panic the shit they don't tell you in therapy about anxiety disorders, panic attacks, and depression right now. You guys can get it at shop.catalog. I'm going to put the link below. They have some other really gorgeous books. I mean, that's what made me want to stick with them as a publisher. Their content is just gorgeous. It's relevant. It speaks to the soul. It's written by real people your age. You should check out all of their stuff. And of course, my book, Don't Fucking Panic, is filled with tons of exercises, stories, anecdotes, journal entries, coloring pages. It's got it all. It is long. It is something you can bring in the car with you, in your bag, in the purse, on an airplane, on a boat. I don't know what you're doing in your spare time. Bring it anywhere you want because this book is meant to be written on, laughed in, cried upon, torn apart. It is a book that I truly made for you and your soul and your mental health. So get it now, pre-order it. The link is included below. Let's start the show. Normally, I would have like a five minute conversation with you and be like, hi, this is me and so nice to meet you. And like, this is how it's going to work. But I said, fuck that because we are truly strangers. Like we, I don't, I don't even know your name. All I know you as the political teen on TikTok. So like, first of all, what the fuck is your name? (laughs) Oh, my name's Gannon with a G G A N N O N. I don't know how my parents came up with it. Yeah. I don't know how my parents came up with it. Oh, I I like it. Yeah. Thank you. But like you're you're the political teen. You're like the famous yeah. TikToker. Yeah. Do you it's love or man. do you love or hate that you're like a famous TikToker? It came out of nowhere. Like one day I'm just going on on medical and I'm just talking with people about politics and I'm like, let me upload a video. And I have a guy on TikTok, his name's Ilya. I'm gonna shout him out real quick because he inspired Ilya. me to start. Yeah, so I'm gonna shout mm-hmm. him out and he's the reason I started posting the videos. So I post my first video and I'm with my friend in a study hall. And I'm looking at my TikTok. I'm like, yo, this hit 40,000 views. And he's like, oh, what? And I'm like, shit. yeah. And then every time I check it, it's up 10K, up 10K, up 10K. And I'm like, oh. all right, this is taking off. Isn't that just like the craziest fucking feeling? It was out of nowhere, man. Okay. Out but of nowhere. I need to establish a few things first. Sure. How old are you? I'm 15. You are what? Yeah, 15. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I'm having a fucking existential crisis. You're 15? Yeah. Are you like a savant? Have you been like <laughs> tested for your IQ and shit? Uh, I took an IQ test maybe in fourth grade. And I think I was around average. Wait, like, okay. For my age. <laughs> oh my God. I definitely thought you were going to say like 1920 or something. Like, okay. Let me like chill out and be a normal fucking person. Okay. So you're 15. That's cool. Uh, where do you live? Uh, I'm in Connecticut right now. Okay, so you're East East Coast or Northeast, um, and your tag on TikTok is the political teen. You also do, is it pronounced Omegle or Meagle? Uh, Some people say Omegle, some people say Omegle. And you do do Twitch too? Do you do live Twitch? Yeah, I stream live on Twitch. Uh, Whenever I go live, I go on TikTok to, you know, go on the calls for people to watch. And at that time, I also go live on Twitch at the same time. Okay, so your handle is a political teen the political teen and 
the way I came across it, you came across my For You page, and you basically debate for fun the most awful people on the fucking planet. Like, for fun. Like, that's what you do for fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, huh. Let me preface this by saying this is an election special, confidants. This is the podcast yeah. where we're absolutely sure we don't know everything. And I uh, will all take a deep breath together because tomorrow is the election. And I couldn't think of a better fucking guest to have on for this like little special episode than Gannon, a.k.a. the political team, because you blew my goddamn mind with the way you debate people. First of all, confrontation and debate is like the scariest thing to me and especially Mm -hmm. when it comes to shit I don't know about like there's nothing worse than being embarrassed or like uh wrong I don't like being wrong so therefore I don't debate I have to ask what's your zodiac sign is it Libra I mean I was born in June and I'm gonna be honest I don't know wait June what uh 27 I think that makes you a cancer which is really emotional which is really weird (laughs) Because I would have guessed that you were a Libra because Libras like to debate and it doesn't affect them like at all. If someone yells at me, I fucking cry immediately. (laughs) Like I don't, what you do is just so fascinating and cool to me. So like I want to get into, before we get into what this episode about, what this episode's about, which is like, we're doing this political special because the election's going to happen tomorrow and I know it's going to be a clusterfuck and I want to get into all of that with you. But first tell me like how the fuck you got interested in politics. Yeah. Um, wild ride, man. And around, I'd say around sixth grade, I'm just scrolling through Instagram. I'm going on YouTube. It really started on YouTube. And on the algorithm, it just comes up, Ben Shapiro wrecking feminist liberals. <laughs> and, I press, and I press on that. And I'm like, what is this about? And it's some, you know, uh, college student talking to Ben Shapiro about systemic, like, sexism or something. And Ben Shapiro saying, like, something super confident. And then a huge wrecked comes up on the screen. I'm like, oh, this guy's the shit. He is super cool. <laughs> And that's how I got into it. I became a oh, rock hard conservative without even knowing what it was about. I was all, Shut you know, stand, stand for the pledge, you know, worship the flag, respect the blue, love the military no matter what. That's how I got into no! it. No! Yeah, I know. Cannon! What the fuck? Connecticut, I mean, though. I know. I, I couldn't really control it. Um, it was Are your parents one, political? Uh, they're not super political, but they're, they don't lean. Like, I'd call them the typical centrists. They're okay. not going to vote for Trump, if that makes sense. But they're not, Same. like, super into it like Same. I am. Yeah. Okay. Because normally... I mean, you've said this on your um, TikToks. It's like kids just blind. And I say kids, meaning like uh, younger kids than sure. you. I'm 30. Ew. Fucking. I feel like <laughs> creepy. But uh, that aside, like kids really just regurgitate whatever the fuck their p- parents believe in. So you more got into the like the the like confidence of a political debater. Yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you listen to Ben Shapiro talk and yeah. a bunch of these conservative guys, mm-hmm. you can kind of hear the condescending tone whenever I talk to a dumbass. Like, it, it yes. just comes out because I got into that at a young age. And it, But it, don't, don't get it wrong. If I'm talking to somebody who's chill, who just wants to learn more, like we're having yeah. a discussion, I'm not going to be a dick about it, right? Yeah. But if I'm debating somebody for real and they start saying some stupid stuff about some black people or Hispanic people or something, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to turn into an asshole. Okay, are you white? Oh very. my God, Karen! You can't just ask people why they're white. I just I'm very Irish. <laughs> oh, me too. I'm 100 percent Irish. I'm yep. Dara is my last name. Um, so that that's the other thing is like, so you're a straight white guy, mm-hmm. straight cis white guy, 
who was a conservative in sixth grade, like gave a shit about politics. Now tell me like how you ended up where you are now. Well, I went from concern. So here, here was my thought process, right? Okay. I, I was automatically just distrustful of the big government because that's the mm-hmm. ideology I was sworn into. So then mm-hmm. I kind of realized, all right, so these Republicans who love the police and hate gun control. And I just started thinking to myself, so who's going to enforce the gun control? Well, it's going to be the police. So then I kind of moved down on the political spectrum, moved to the more libertarian aisle. And that, I was moving around there for two years, swaying between that you know libertarian side and the conservative side. But then I just recently, just this year, I started looking into different ideologies. And, oh, I be, and, wow. and, what, and what sparked was, if I'm so distrustful of a big government, why am I not being distrustful of these big corporations who own the capitalist world? And that's what kind of shifted me towards left libertarianism, <laughs> which I stand for now. I can't tell if I want to cry or if I'm like... <gasps> like just shook like I didn't even know what libertarian meant until probably two years ago like do you just fuck shit up in your like history and government classes um I'm very quiet I mean right now I have history first period I'm half tired I'm just writing down (laughs) notes I don't I don't really say much (laughs) do people recognize you yeah yeah it took the school by storm yeah so what grade are you in you're in freshman uh 10th 10th grade right now sophomore okay and so people are like noticing you get big and how's the reception is it like dope or are people like oh i want to battle you know yeah i mean my school is i i would argue it's kind of liberal so most of the students in there are very uh positive what i'm doing and but there is a small group who are very you know the whole blue lives matter uh stomp my flag i'll stomp your ass like I, i catch a little bit dirty look sometimes but it's whatever, man. People are going to like you. People are going to hate you. I just got to, you know, do what I'm doing. It's fun. Dude, that is such a fucking rare mentality for someone your age. Like, I was so focused on smoking weed and having sex that <laughs> I, like, couldn't even tell you who the fuck was president when I was 15. So I genuinely can't tell you, like, how just, like, shocked and thrilled I am that people like you exist in the next generation because you just sound so fucking smart. And that's the other thing I wanted to bring up is, like, your cadence in your debate is so specific like what I like about you is I've never heard you yell you've never like called someone a name like a bad name and I'm talking about like you have people coming on to your live to debate dropping like the n-word straight out the gate and you are just like a fucking stone and I'm like no I would have instantly start crying so like tell me how tell me why you like to debate what about it like um, gets your juices going? Yeah. I mean, honestly, the the reason that I like it so much is just I, I really love talking to people about things that I care about, like just natural conversations with people. And I inherently just love politics a lot. So whenever I can talk to somebody, whether they agree with me or disagree with me, if it's a conversation, I'm loving it. And if it's a debate where I can argue my stance and prove that I'm better, I love it even more, right? So that's, oh. that's kind of just where my love comes from. It. Do you take debate in school? Like, do they have a class like that? have a club for debate i'm gonna be honest i never even like opened up the debate papers with all the clubs i it's like you're kind of past that at this point and i would feel really bad for anyone (laughs) that would have to fucking debate you in fucking high school (laughs) anyway do you have other in like hobbies that you're passionate about the way you are about politics oh nothing as much as politics but uh i love playing poker i love rap music and i love professional wrestling those are my all over the place (laughs) professional wrestling okay you are like a stereotype of a 15 year old guy that i would assume i grew up in tampa florida which is a very conservative uh like leaning republican southern like hospitality but 
professional wrestling is like that's like the center of professional wrestling. Like my mom sold Hulk Hogan's house, and what? we share the same interior decorator as John Cena. Holy crap! And that's I. Dope. I work with the Bella Twins all the time because they're on E and I'm on the E show. Yeah, so yeah. like they, I don't think they've done my podcast, but we, we've done a bunch of YouTube videos together and stuff. So That's I'm like so surrounded cool. by wrestling. Yeah. I don't even fuck. I couldn't tell you the first fucking thing about it. Like, no idea which is i guess it's like a fun escapism for you so you okay so so you're not just like this isn't your like life's like water hole but you do spend a lot of fucking time doing this like anytime i go on tiktok which is a lot you're doing a live like debating people so how much time are you putting in a week doing this shit yeah, um, I would say, here's here's my schedule, right? I get on Omegle, and I record for maybe an hour. And if a debate comes up, I'll record What time do you get up? Uh, like, for school? Or, like, what? what's your schedule? Like, what time yeah, do you Yeah, yeah. So, oh, sure. So, I wake up around, like, 6.30, go to school. I have no time to record in the morning. So, I just go to school, get done with my school, come home, and I'm free. So, then I record from on Omegle from, like, maybe I'd say 4 to 5. So, I get a bunch of content from there. I upload every hour, maybe hits for your wow. page, maybe it doesn't. And then anytime from like six to nine, I'll go on live, not for too long, maybe like hour to two hours, whatever, just get people in there, they can listen to me. And that's how it goes. And then other time, other free times, like during school, I'm just always, whenever I have free time, I'm just researching different kinds of things. Cause you know, I just love it. I just love learning. Okay. So that like kind of gets into transitioning from just like personally about you, but more yeah. into what I wanted this episode to be about, which yep. is about like, how the fuck can you rub off on me a little bit? Like how the fuck can I learn how to do what you do? Yeah. Um, I think I'm too emotional to be able to do what you do, but like you hit with hard facts. Like when you're debating someone, you sound like a computer. Cause you're just like, and the person's like, uh, so how do you retain so much information? Do you take Adderall? I think you should be tested for some sort of brain study or some shit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. Cause here's the thing. Like if I'm just like reading a random book, I, I won't remember anything that I read, like a book for English class, but if yeah. I'm passionate about something mm. and that thing sticks with me, that certain statistic, that certain fact, I'm going to remember it forever. So then maybe it's just in the back of my head and somebody brings up a conversation. I'm like, oh, I remember reading a statistic about that that I can prove that you're wrong. See, but like, just pops is that, up right away. Is that photographic just, memory? I, I, I want to call it that because I definitely don't do very good on math tests with equations and stuff. So I don't think I have, a, I don't, I have none of that. But I don't know. Something just pops up and it works. Holy shit. Okay. So you, you research a lot, obviously. But with the news changing every fucking minute, like how are you able to keep up with what's happening? Because I feel like a lot of the right side of history likes to talk about history and like the old way the country was run and you're really like showing people hey that's like not how society is anymore like wake the fuck up like let me show you how the world really is how do you keep up with everything that's fucking happening yeah it's um i mean as you know lots going on and i think it's important to like when you see all these news articles come out when you see a bunch of different topics like i'll read the article I'll naturally form an opinion. And from there, I move on. And if it matters, if it means something, if it inherently means something, I'll be able to use it in my debates. Because that's the thing. If you're stuck to the past when you're debating, it's not, mm-hmm. it's nonsense. It's nothing. Like if, if something about Trump came out from 2016, disproven in 2018, I can't use that in the debate because I'm going right. to look like a fool. So you right. have to constantly be aware of what's going on, be aware of what's been disproven, be aware of you know what, what just came out in the Supreme Court, whatever's going on, whatever right. the issue is, you just got to be on top of it. Are you afraid of people finding out who you are and like doxing you? Oh, that's happened. <gasps> really? Yeah, I got doxxed once. I've had Nazis call my house. Shut the fuck up. What? Yeah. 
Are your parents no, like, um, Gannon and Nazis on the phone? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling the first time it happened, it was wild. And that's like when I, like, that's when I really realized, like, damn, my stuff is having an impact because, like, Nazis call my house, call me a race traitor, saying, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be part of them when we have a civil war, like all this crazy kind of stuff. And that's when I realized, like, my words, these guys really think I have an impact on, on the youth and they, they, they don't want me influencing the youth, right? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. they're calling my house, they're trying to threaten me, they're saying, you know, I'll pull up. I'll, I'll do oh. all this to you. I'll do this and that. And oh my god! Do you get like? Do your parents? Are your parents worried? <laughs> yeah, um, it's hard because at some point, like, just in, they're, they're cowards, right? Like, maybe maybe some Nazis will watch this because they follow my TikTok, but like, mm. they're cowards. And I mean, constantly look back on history: KKK burning down houses, people uh, going up to um, Martin Luther King's houses and threatening him and his kids. People going up to Malcolm X's houses, mm. pe- people going up to Malcolm X's work, his churches, and just threatening him, but they never do anything. They're so fucking, that's the thing. Yeah. I, I, have, I have to be alert of what's going on, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I can't let them stop me from trying to spread the message that I'm trying to send. It's, and a, I it's, think, it's a nice little middle. Yeah, because it, it makes them look like an asshole, too, because you're so, like, I, I don't want to say kind the way you do your shit, but, like, you really don't engage in the fuckery of the emotional side of it like you get passionate about things you're talking about and it's because you're frustrated that they don't get it like that's the only time I really see your emotional side come out so I just realized like you can't even vote yeah oh no I'm not (laughs) close to voting (laughs) okay well I obviously voted Biden hello I'm like a very liberal snowflake LA entertainment motherfucker um all all the like black lives matter lgbt plus like i have all the issues that i feel like i'm on the right side of history but because we're recording this and it's going to come out the day before the election we don't know which way it's going to go now what do you think is going to happen i was talking with some friends last night and i'm and i'm seeing something bad happening here's what i think happens fuck I yeah, I think that the mail in ballots are just gonna take a longer time to count than the in real life votes for obvious reasons, right? Mm-hmm. So I think naturally because liberals and Democrats care more about COVID and care more about the science behind the things, they're less likely to vote in real life and they're more likely to use the mail in ballots than Republicans mm-hmm. are. So if mm-hmm. all the votes are being counted, all the Republicans are being counted first, all their votes, mm-hmm. I feel like ten o'clock Trump gets on TV and says, I won. Yeah. The mail in ballots take two more days to count. And now Trump says he wins. Oh no! It has to go to the Supreme Court. Oh shit! Who rules the Supreme Court right now? Fucking Republicans. Like we're worst case scenario, but I if I Trump's been setting the seeds a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah, tiny little. And we haven't heard from either camp about like conceding or, or or like accepting recognition because didn't that happen with like Gore and Bush where some like Gore conceded and then he took it back and then he went back? It was the whole like hanging Chad thing. I'm from Florida, so I remember just getting a fuck ton of shit about that. But like, yeah. can they? legally claim to be a winner on november 3rd i remember uh a reporter asked trump will you peacefully uh make a peaceful transition of power if you lose he says we'll see what happens and that's when i realized like you know what's going on here are you afraid of like a civil war um i can't say that i'm afraid i feel like something has to happen at some point and not, I'm not calling for violence. I'm not calling for revolution or anything. No, I'm just saying at right. some point, your society is going to become so fed up with what's going on. They're so fed up with the power at being what they're doing to your society. Something's going to happen. And my generation is being so in, more invested into politics yeah. than the past because of technology, because of social media, right. all of our voices being spread. I'm, I don't see a civil war happening at all. I just see power being changed mm. and different kind of hands being put into it in the mm-hmm. next 50 years. Because they've already said like how many young votes have 
uh, already been counted as like two or three times the amount in 2016. So it really is like, oh, God. But they always say, like, you don't know how those teens are voting, which does scare me because, again, being from the South, every time I go home, I see, like, really the bubble I live in here in L.A. Because I go home and there's still kids that are fucking listening to their parents and Fox News and, and all that shit. So, okay, so the election, technically, it's tomorrow when this comes out. We don't know which way it's going to go, but what I love about whoever picked the fucking election date is it comes right before the holidays when you have to go hang out with your fucking parents and your (laughs) racist uncle and your fucking anti-women aunt. Like, do you have fun at Thanksgiving wrecking people's lives? Or is that, like, are people like, please don't invite Gannon this year? (laughs) (laughs) Um. I mean, I think most of my family is, is liberal. Most of them are liberal, but I think just, in, I just think the way they grew up, most of them are very patriotic. Most of them mm-hmm. are very nationalistic. So mm-hmm. when I bring up, if, if something comes up, I never want to like just outright act like how I act on TikTok because obviously mm. what's the point? Yeah. So, but if something does come up, like I remember on 4th of July, we're all talking about how, you know, when America declared independence, like women weren't free, black people weren't free. And I just brought that up and I, I got <laughs> shit for that. And then my cousins too, my cousins, Two girls for like backing me up on it they're very liberal too and it, it turned into, it wasn't like terrible like nobody was throwing food at each other nobody was like storming out it was a it was a nice little debate nice little debate but oh yeah God. nothing terrible happens at thanksgiving it can't I, get a little awkward though i was gonna say is it like your parents being like grandma please <laughs> fucking let yeah. us be <laughs> yeah 100 percent. that is my mom a million percent that's like, the, even the thing same is, oh yeah yeah all right so here's the thing so when if a conversation ever strikes up about politics or anything my mom will always just be in the corner like stop settle down don't don't let it spread don't let it spread like don't escalate it you know just be quiet be quiet that like genuinely my family like is is like yours like you know people didn't vote trump but they didn't also (sighs) my dad voted for like gary johnson four years ago so that I, i like i just don't fucking know but it's the same thing with my family where we have to make like a no politics rule but I always argue, like, dude, at this point in time, if you're able to do, like, a no politics rule at your dinner table, like, you're inherently privileged, you're you're ignoring the State of the Union, and you are also living in a position where you're basically saying, like, I don't think it's important to talk about, like, the livelihood and lives of other people that aren't like us. And so do you have some advice, maybe, for listeners who are going to be around people this holiday season that, A just are fuckwads you know with their with their facts and their um bravado like do you have any advice on how to deal with people like that uh so yeah so if you're at a table with people and you're just talking with them you don't want to make a fool of you know your drunk uncle because he's just gonna get (laughs) mad at you he's gonna start insulting you he's gonna start doing this start doing that so it, it definitely depends on the environment. But it's like, if it's like four o'clock and you're just talking about politics, then you're yeah, you, you can bring up your own arguments. And if they say you know something about the unemployment rate, um, I would recommend you know just doing a little research on how how did the economy that Trump because I'm telling you, if you bring up Donald Trump, they're going to talk about the economy. So just yeah. do a little bit of research on how Trump inherited one of the tightest markets of all time, how Obama made the unemployment rate go from 10% to 5%, and Trump inherited an economy of only 5% unemployment rate. You can't mess that up. So bring up these little kind of things. And you bring these little kind of things up and people around you, like, I think it's important to, you know, the apolitical kind of people that don't really care yet. If they're around you and they just hear these little bits of information that you're Mm. spreading, that can kind of set the seeds for them talking with him in the future. Well, that's what I was going to say is how much I've learned from your TikTok. Like, I would highly recommend every listener go watch just like, you know, the minute long videos where 
you really give like digestible information. You don't talk in a way that's like, I can't understand. You just, you really talk in a, in a really like, yeah, uh, understandable manner. I guess like, have you ever been wrong? <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I mean, I think a lot of the time, yeah, a hundred percent I can be wrong. If somebody proves me wrong, I'll say, yeah, that's a good point, man. And I'll think about a way to rebuttal. What, what's like, I'll... what's like an example? Um, shoot. So I was just talking with, uh, I think I was talking with a socialist and at this point I wasn't a complete socialist and I brought up how under socialism innovation would, when it happened, nobody would have the incentive to innovate. And he brought up how, if we look in the past history, all of our enlightened thinkers, the people who created mathematics, the people who created language, all these different kinds of people, their, their survival needs were set. They were not worried, worried about these things. And, and on the time, they didn't even have a huge market. So he brought up how naturally the human brain will always want to innovate and always want to advance, even if money and even if profit isn't a thing. And he brings up specific examples like the U.S. military creating the GPS, like the USSR creating the first iPhone, these different kind of things. I'm like, damn, man, that's a good point. So I looked that up and I found out he was right. And, uh, you know, I gave it to him. You guys. That's what I'm fucking talking about. Like, did you just hear, like, I, the the way you retain information is so interesting to me. Okay, I'm going to stop being, like, wowed and complimenting you and just get down to some, like, useful tidbits that the listeners can do. So I'm going to pretend to be a Trump person. Sure. And I'm going to bring up some issues that I wrote down about things I've heard just from either, like, your TikTok or Fox News or whatever. And I want you to respond in a way that would be natural for you and hopefully the confidants can gain a little bit of insight on maybe like how they can respond to issues like this okay you ready yeah i'm ready okay we're on omegle here we go i sign on All i'm right. like yo All man right. Fuck. now i know what you're thinking kelsey when did you become obsessed with cowboy boots well did you forget that i was raised in florida are you forgetting i'm a little country girl by heart i even wore my tacovas recently when i went on a ski trip with my family to colorado i wore my white tacovas when i went to the taylor swift concert and if you didn't think you would need cowboy boots anytime soon uh might i remind you that beyonce just dropped her little country album and you're gonna need some tacovas tacovas is my favorite boot brand and they're bringing a fresh perspective to hair boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. And Tacova's is Western to their core, offering a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples, trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it, and they'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to one of their stores, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Confidant, sober girlies, are you looking to cut back or cut out alcohol this year? Come on, join me and Zach on our sober journeys. Recess Zero Proof craft mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. We've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like a lime margarita and a grapefruit paloma, so you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. That's right, zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% off the recess mocktail sampler at takearecess.com slash Kelsey. 
Each can is lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like so many stress balancing adaptogens made with real fruit and only 25 calories or less. It's a guilt-free way to unwind. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make recess mocktails your drink between drinks or like me, your forever mocktail. I am so obsessed with the ginger lime mule and also the grapefruit Paloma for spring. It's my favorite go-to weekend drink. Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash Kelsey so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Okay, how are you? COVID is a scam. It was created by the <laughs> Chinese government. Yeah, why do you think that? Because my dad said so, and he he watches Fox News. I mean, that's a great point, man. But come on, think about it. We're the only first world country which couldn't handle this virus. If China was targeting us, then how come all these countries got infected? And we're the only country where it spread to millions and millions of people, and other people were able to retain it. Maybe because China wants to take over the world, right? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because China gets so 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 many resources, so much money from America. We get so many jobs from China. And we have all these trade agreements. That's why China wants to kill us, right? Because they're making a lot of money off of us and we're making a lot of money off of them. They just randomly one day decided, all right, let's kill our agreements. Let's destroy America because that's what will help our economy. <laughs> okay, but masks don't work. Why should I wear a mask? All right, man, you try blowing out a candle with a mask on. Let me know what happens. Do it, on, do it right here for me. Do it right here for me. <laughs> Okay, um, <clears throat> okay, here's another one. Ready? Mm. All right. Yo, all lives matter. Why do you think every life matters? Because uh, um, black people, what's the one I keep hearing on your TikTok? Black people only account for 11% of the population, but fucking 40% of the crime or something like that. Yeah, man, but if you look at it, most violent crime and most crime in general stems from socioeconomic displacement. So if we look at these communities in the 70s and the 80s, these uh, black populations with redlining, with gerrymandering, they didn't have as much output within our political system. Uh, presidents didn't care about them. Governors didn't care about them because they're at such a low socioeconomic standing. Nobody cared about them. Nobody was given the opportunities in the small business and in the middle class. So they had to resort to crime. They had to resort to the drugs. And that's when this all happened. That's when the mass incarceration cycle started. So then the politicians were able to use that as an excuse for the police to start over-policing the black communities. So, of course, that mass incarceration cycle happens. And that's why you say, you know, they commit 46%, they commit over 50% of crimes. Well, I'll tell you, man, only 3 to 5% of black people commit a violent crime in their life. If you want to make it seem like black people are just this violent, murderous race, statistically, you're wrong. We don't have a violent crime issue in this country, man. Only 5% of arrests are for violent crime. 95% of them are for nonviolent crime. So, if you want to make the argument we have a violent crime issue, go ahead. But I'll let you know, man, the black race is not a violent race. Uh, okay, but... <laughs> I don't know how anyone can even fucking respond to you after saying like that. But what if they go like, okay, but um, uh, Biden wants to take away prisons or release all these drug dealers from prisons. And I wish Biden would want to do that. I wish he was as <laughs> radical as you guys made him seem. I wish he was this guy who wanted to defund the police and abolish the prison industrial system. I wish he was this radical leftist. Instead, He's the typical neoliberal Democrat. He's not going to do all these things you guys are trying to scare minor, scare minor the public with. Like, chill out, man. He doesn't. He, he the, the biggest thing is the biggest thing he's talked about is getting all the police chiefs together and getting all the civil rights organization leaders together and getting them in a room and having conversation. So just chill out with all your fear. Okay, okay, but but uh, Biden has amnesia and he's going to die soon. And then what? It's going to be Kamala and AOC and all these fucking women. That's who's running his his political jargon anyway. 
Yeah, man. I mean, Biden was born with a stutter. I think he fights it very good. I think when he's up there, he gets his points across, even with dealing with the stutter. He's only three years older than Trump. So if you're worried about Biden dying in office, <laughs> I naturally should be worried about Trump dying, too, because four years, man. Just think logically about the math. Yeah, but co- but Trump got over COVID because he's yeah. he's so healthy. I mean, best doctors in the world, best hospital in the world. I would argue he got horse steroids. <laughs> <laughs> That makes a lot of sense about his tweeting afterwards. Okay, <laughs> but what do you say? What about um, what about Kamala? She's so uh, liberal, and she's like way more left than Biden is. If he, if anything happens to him, then we're basically gonna have like the liberal snowflake party running the country. You want that? Um, I mean, what does Kamala propose that is so radical in your opinion? Uh, good question. <laughs> um, she's. She's, ah, my internet sucks. Okay, here's another one. <laughs> okay, ready? Yo, man, um, fucking Biden took money from Ukraine. Um, I mean, think about it, man. Hunter Biden getting all these scandals. Right now, we have to focus on the issues for our public. Trump, Biden, let's say they're both corrupt politicians. We've dealt with corrupt politicians for the longest time. I'm not the first guy who's going to say Biden was my first choice. I'm not going to say that. What we can look at is we can look at direct policies and we can look at how are these people going to impact the average day American. Let's 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 agree that they're both corrupt. <laughs> Who's going to help the country more? And then we can talk about that. Oh, shit. That's actually a really good point. I like the other thing that you do where you, it, you ask, like, how has your life improved under Trump's uh, like uh, leadership? And people yeah. are always like, oh, that's right. I'm in like more debt than I've ever been. I'm sicker than I've ever been. I'm more depressed and angry than yeah, I've ever Trump been. what Trump do for you, man? <laughs> yeah. Can you kind of like in layman or like if, explain like I'm five, what the fuck the Ukraine shit is about that everyone's talking about? Yeah, so far it's just a conspiracy about Hunter's emails and what he's emailing about. They just got the computer that supposedly he started this pyramid scheme with uh, a businessman where, you know, we had, they had this deal with Ukraine. Personally, there's not a lot of information you can find out about it. There's a reason it hasn't been brought to court yet. Right now, it's just one of the baseless uh, conspiracy theories. If more comes out about it, I'll be the first to talk about it. But right now, I can't really give an informed opinion on how much little information we have. That's a good way of also responding to shit that you don't like want to talk further about. It's like there's not I don't know enough information, but like I'll get back to you. But yeah, 100 percent. Also, what the fuck does Biden's son have anything to do with like what? So what if he took money? Like, what does that have to do with? Biden do they say there's like connection they say that since Biden didn't do anything about it then he's inherently corrupt as well and to that I would say one what son is going to tell his own dad that he's doing something illegal (laughs) two if Biden was involved knowing how much uh, political you know uh, relevance he has right now why wouldn't this come out earlier Mm. three even if Biden's involved again Stay on top of it about the policies and what's going to happen and let mm. that happen later. Mm. But- mm. Okay, I got another one. Okay, I'm going to be a girl this time. Hi, what? Omegle. Um, what, do you, what, what, do you have insurance? Are you on your parents' insurance? Uh, right now I am on my parents' insurance. Okay, and how would you feel if the liberals just took that away and you didn't have insurance anymore? Yeah, how are the liberals going to take away my uh, insurance, man? Because they want universal health care. Yeah, but I'm a, I'm an American citizen, so I think I would be covered under that plan. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, but fucking, I don't get this argument. What the fuck are Republicans arguing about health care? They're, they're arguing that the universal that universal health care would the quality would go so far down that people just wouldn't be able to get insured. And we look at all these European countries, Scandinavia, uh-huh. Sweden, Denmark. Look at their health care systems with their single payer plan. The quality is 
good. You could argue it's even better than here. And if you look at the evidence around the world, that's, that's what conservatives do. They like fo- hyper-focusing on the bad examples of what's happened mm-hmm. and hyper-focusing on the way things have been because they're scared to look at the world and look at what other places mm-hmm. are doing with the same kind of economy we have and seeing how we could apply it here. They're scared of looking at change and seeing how our country can become better if we adapt these policies that happen around the world. Well, that was going to be one of my questions was like, how do you keep up with also like other countries' fucking politics? Because that seems yeah. complex. So I think if my ideology uh, and what I care about, like uh, more more uh, money for the middle class, um, more social welfare, these kind of steps that we can get to a better economic system, I look at countries who are implementing these kind of policies and I stay up to date with what's going on there because you have to care about the countries that are doing the things that you want to see and how is it happening there because you have to care about what's actually happening when your ideology is applied in real life. But so do just- they... Do they compare population in that like regard, right? Because I totally think yeah, that's important. Like, that's important. A hundred percent. If you you have you have to be able to understand that if you're looking at a certain study, a certain research topic, are they looking at the population proportion? Are they looking at how dense the current city is when they go to the doctor's office? If we're talking right, about healthcare, right. are they talking? Are they talking about the amount of doctors they have? Are they talking about how much money is actually being funded to the healthcare system? Mm-hmm. How valuable is their currency? All these different kinds of things you have to pay attention to them. And luckily. I mean, that, that's just something I do because I don't want to look like a stupid idiot if I talk to somebody who's intelligent on Omegle. So. Right. Well, I because I deal with a lot of chronic health issues, I have mm-hmm. to always see specialists yeah. and it's so fucking expensive. And like I have private insurance right now, but like I do have this weird fear and it's maybe because I grew up in like a central Republican town that if we did have universal health care, like I would lose access or I would get put in a long line to see these specialists. And kind of right now, unfortunately, the way I'm able to get in at these places is because I can pay for it. And so like I do weirdly fear. Does that make sense? Like I weirdly fear that. If no, it's a nat- yeah, it's a nat- it's a natural distrust of the government. Anything that they do, it's going to be worse than the private market doing it. What right. I'd say to you, I think for every uh, story you have about, uh, you know, getting good insurance because of the private corporations, I have a lot of other stories from friends who are on the same economic standpoints of me, uh, and they have a private corporation. They have to call their doctor's office, then they send them over to the private health insurance. Mm-hmm. They send it back up the fax book file. That ends up two months waiting time, right? Yeah. And we look at these other countries. How long are the people actually waiting for? If you have a serious uh, illness like you have, they're not waiting. As I would, if you want to look at Sweden, look at how how they handle chronic illnesses. Mm-hmm. Go right ahead, because I'm I, telling you, you would not be disappointed. I genuinely have considered going there to get treatment, actually, because they're doing some fucking revolutionary shit. And is Sweden also? I don't know if I'm wrong. What's the country that you does any country use UBI, Universal Basic Income? Um, I don't think uh, any country has done it for any long amount of time. I think mm. some countries can have some some system with it. I mean. Uh, you can look it up. Do you believe in you doing UBI for America? Yeah, I think UBI would be a great start. I mean, as a socialist, I inherently just want to abolish capitalism at some point, but I wouldn't really, that's (laughs) a long conversation, but I I think that, I think these small little steps like UBI, like more money to stimulate the lower and middle class, these small steps to make sure that the people who are born into capital and born into wealth have less political say and have less say Mm. over the global market, giving more power into the hands of the average American. I think Mm. these are all great steps that could happen. And so that leads me to my next like character, like Trump wants to keep my money in my pockets and Biden wants to take it all for taxes. Like my parents worked hard for their money. Why should they have to be giving it all away? They grew up poor and now they're rich. Let them stay rich. Yeah, man. I mean, Biden only wants to raise t- the marginal tax rate. People making over four hundred thousand dollars. Do your parents make over four hundred thousand uh, dollars? Let's say in this instance, yeah, they do. Let's say they do. All right. 
Yeah, they do make over $400,000. So with that money, Biden wants to raise the marginal tax rate from 32% to 38%. So that's a 6% increase. Your parents with that money, they're going to fund better uh, education programs for inner cities. He's going to fund um, more social, uh, more uh, more job opportunities for people inside of uh, different socioeconomic communities. He's going to care about, and think about it, if your dad owns a business or something, if more people, if the general population is smarter, if the, if the general population has more of a say and is just overall a better worker for your dad, the overall market's going to work. If you, you want to look back on history, you want to look at other presidents who have raised the marginal tax rate on the top 1% higher than what Biden's done, and you want to look at how the middle class has been stimulated, which will end up helping your dad if he's in the top 1%, then go right ahead. But my argument is that if Trump continues to cut the taxes on the top 1%, that has disastrous effects. It has companies just, one, buying back into their own company for stocks. It has companies sending jobs overseas because they want to hoard the wealth even more. We can look at Wells Fargo, who got a crazy tax decrease, and in the pandemic, while when they got that decrease, uh, not in the pandemic, but in 2017, they laid off 20,000 workers. They sent corporations to China and they ended up not even hiring anybody. You want to look at the biggest corporations in America and look at what they did after they got the tax decrease. None of it helped the American economy. That's why the one argument that Trump supporters had, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017, I think it was, or 2018, they want to say that that's the reason the unemployment rate is so low. I'm saying, hell no, it's not. You want to look at the projections for how low the unemployment rate was supposed to hit before Trump even got nominated to become the president. You want to look at how Obama's market was supposed to impact the market in 2018 it hit the record that it was going to hit anyway so i would say if trump if trump if he was the reason that the unemployment rate hit that low that tax cuts and jobs act then hypothetically shouldn't the number got below what people were already projecting if that was if that if that act worked but it didn't because the one percent they're not going to reinvest the money back into the market because we look back we, we looking back american history trickle down economics has never worked once because why would the one percent want to invest back into the market when that's not guaranteed profit what is guaranteed profit is a lower tax rate and that's money they can keep that's money they can hoard for their family that's money they can invest back into their corporation with stocks you want to look at what jeff bezos did you want to look at what these other billionaires did go right ahead i can give you articles if you want fucking shit man <laughs> are you sweating because i'm fucking sweating after that <laughs> uh yeah i don't know i mean I mean, like, that's the conversation I have, like, 10 times a day at that point. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because you, so. you recognize, like, a cycle of the same kind of fucking oh, argument yeah, and same, questions. It's, yeah, it's the same rhetoric every time. What, do you, what would you say are, like, the top three things that you hear over and over again? It's unemployment rate, it's Black Lives Matter, and it's socialism. What? Okay, don't think – don't judge me. What the fuck is socialism exactly? So, yeah, socialism, the ideology is where the workers own the means of production. So we look at Bernie Sanders. He's somebody who wants more, more welfare, more welfare policies. That's not socialism. That's a form of capitalism called democratic socialism, which is trying to humanize capitalism, make capitalism better. The okay. socialists, they want to abolish capitalism. They want to make it so we inherently understand that private ownership over the means of production, the means of production being anything that uh, creates capital, factories, businesses, mm -hmm. these kind of things. Um, the private ownership of these uh, means of production that's not what we want if our system if our country is supposed to be ran democratically then why why isn't there uh democratic actions at the workplace why does the capitalist up top of the workplace have so much authoritarian power over the worker and the worker gets no say in what happens while some little amount of people up top the people who invest into the stock they get a say in what happens they get a say in where the profit goes where the corporation goes who gets laid off the people investing their capital that they already nice. have into the company well how about the people who work there how about the mm. workers that are actually producing the profit for the capitalist why are they just given a wage and the capitalist takes all the surplus value while the worker there he doesn't have any say in what happens so socialists would argue that if the means of production are publicly owned and when i talk about socialism conservatives are like oh so you want the government involved in everything 
but they don't understand that socialism is the most democratic ideology possible because if we had a socialist economy, me and you, we would be a part of that government and deciding what happens. It's not like America where this government up top is like this big government that's just deciding what happens. Like everybody is inherently involved within the government and within what goes on. And different socialists would argue for either more centralized forms of government, like one national government. Mm -hmm. Other socialists like myself would argue for more local forms of government, more decentralized forms of government. Mm -hmm. So the work, so the working class can have a, you know, a more, uh, I would say local saying what happens, but yeah, that's just different kind of things. It's getting rid of that private ownership over the means of production within the economy. <laughs> it's a long process. I, I, when you were saying that, I was thinking though, like, do I want all these fucking assholes I know involved in like making decisions for America? Because I get it. We already have a bunch of assholes running the government for America, but like, is it worrisome? Like, are we intelligent enough to run our own society? Yeah, I mean, what we see right now is capitalism. It's the economy for the 1%. It's democracy for the 1%. The 1% owns the government. So if we want to talk about assholes and billionaires and, and greedy people, right now, our lives are being ran by billionaires. I would rather have a demo. If, if we trust our economy to vote, I mean, if we trust our country to vote, make decisions for the president, why shouldn't we also trust our people to be knowledgeable enough to make decisions about uh, our basic our basic needs and our basic means of production like if everybody had one vote like for example say socialist economy set up different socialists have different says over how it should be ran but this is a long process right i would argue the first thing we can do implement more worker cooperatives if more businesses are publicly owned there's a whole list i have of amazing worker cooperatives around the world where the ownership inside of a company isn't the capitalist of top making all the decisions mm. but it's all the workers depending on how much value you put into the uh business, how much labor you put into the business. It's this idea that democracy should be inside of the workplace as well, where workers should be able to decide what happens, uh, mm. how, much, how much time do each people work, uh, mm. what, what happens with the profit, where the profit all doesn't go to the capitalist, but right. they democratically decide how much does each person get. So if they democratically decide the janitor should get like maybe 5% of the profit and the person working eight hours a day making like the, I don't know, the tables or something should mm -hmm. be getting 30% of the profit and all the other carpenters should be getting like 20% of the profit as well. It's this idea that they can democratically decide that. It's not mm -hmm. the capitalist who has all the negotiating power that's telling you, you either work for me or you starve. It's this idea of if we understand that democracy works for our public election system, why shouldn't democracy be able to work inside of the workplace, inside of our markets? Man, you got me on that one. I don't fucking know. It seems like a lot of work. Do you think in your and I's lifetime we'll see something like that happen? I mean, that if you ask any Marxist, which is if you, I know when I say Karl Marx, people automatically yeah, just oh, out. communism, scary. Yeah. yeah. If you talk to any Marxist, they don't know how quick a revolution is going to happen. They don't know how quick are people actually going to rise up. Other, some people say they want a revolution of the working class, of the proletariat gaining the means of production. Others say we can do it through things like market socialism, the thing I just described. We can do it democratically. We can do it peacefully. I don't know if it's going to happen in my lifetime, but I really think conversations like this and spreading the knowledge on social media is a great yeah. start into different ideologies. And for anybody listening, if you want to learn more about market socialism, I 100% recommend looking up somebody called Richard Wolf on YouTube. He does amazing lectures in front of colleges. He's one of the leading Marxists in America. He's gone on Fox News and debated, you know, Fox News millionaires about market socialism. <laughs> if you want to learn more about it, definitely listen to him because he's yeah. what got me into this ideology. I would love to include like a bunch of links and shit that yeah. you can give me just for people that like want to get more involved because I think politics is so scary and it really is like a straight white man's game. And what really, you know, hits me is like, you give a shit about people that aren't like you or look like you. And that's just such a rare, unfortunately rare fucking thing that happens these days. Um, we've already been recording for 45 minutes, which is fucking mind blowing to me because I could sit here all day and just like 
listen to you. I literally made my partner watch every single one of your TikToks the other night. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. I get it. And I was like, no, watch this one. And he was like, okay, do I have to keep, I get, I get what you're like telling me. I, I get it. And I'm like, yeah, 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 but watch this. Oh, he like fucks this guy up. Like just watching you gently own people is like my favorite new thing to watch on TikTok. Um, but I guess like winding down, right? let's say like the election happens and it maybe goes a certain way in Trump's favor. God mm -hmm. forbid. What is our world going to look like for the next four years? Well, <laughs> Cause then you'll be able I to mean, vote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think automatically we see Obamacare. It's out affordable, affordable yeah. healthcare. It's out of there. Uh, we also see, I, I'm really scared about gay marriage. I'm really scared about same-sex marriage within the mm. Supreme Court. And I'm really scared about Trump's continuing uh, just disavowing and saying that systemic racism isn't real and mm -hmm. just ignoring the issues we have within our police force. I think if he continues this rhetoric of not listening to a huge part of the nation that wants the leader of our country to talk about something, the division is only going to get greater and greater. The alt-right is continuing to get greater and greater. And some point, it's just going to boil over. We cannot have a leader who is so dead set I'm being more egotistical and narcissistic than listening to what the people wanted to talk about. Because, I mean, people realistically know he's not just going to agree with every policy that Black Lives Matter wants right. to pass. And right. we also know Biden doesn't agree with all of them, but at least Biden mentions them. At least Biden says, you know, I hear you. I see you. I want to talk about it. If I'm president, I'll talk about it. I'll listen to you guys. Mm. Trump, he never plans on doing that. He gets up there. He insults people. He insults people who disagree with him based on their looks. He literally mm -hmm. feeds into the conservative notion of the male and the white male having right. so much power within society that they can just make fun of everybody and, know, and nothing right. happens because of it. I mean, we look time and time again at all these things he says, all the things he does, yeah. no repercussions because of his power. We cannot have a leader like that for the next four years. And if we do, a lot of things are going to happen. One, the third world and developing countries are just going to continue to go down and down because he does not care about Latin American countries. He does not care about developing Middle Eastern countries. He does not care about their markets. He wants to take all of our corporations. He wants to bring them there for their slave labor, for their child labor. He mm. wants to use that labor for our American profit. And I'm not saying Biden does or doesn't. I'm saying Biden would rather talk with countries and Biden would rather listen to the United Nations and listen to more peace, uh, uh, economic uh, trade deals. Trump, he's so focused on America first that right. he just ignores the entire world. And that's just mm -hmm. something I completely disagree with because I just don't understand how you can only care about people who were just luck of the draw born in America. Yeah, and I, that's a great point that I didn't get to ask about. So sorry, I'm going to keep you for a couple more minutes. But no, like yeah. being from Florida, I hear a lot about the Hispanic vote. And to me, like when I think about what's happening with the Hispanic like uh, culture with like the division and Trump wanting to build the wall, I've heard two kind of sides of the coin. It's like, yes, uh, like the Hispanic vote is usually historically very conservative because they based on like religion they're, they're primarily Catholic he believes in like pro-life they tend to as well and also that something about building a wall at the border would make things safer and therefore changing the way that people have to come into the country like it's like a long run game and I just don't understand why the Hispanic vote would lean Trump in my brain like I can understand why 2016 the white women did because it's like they just listened to the fucking man in their family and it's like yeah we have a lot of work to do this year and I think we're hopefully rising to the occasion and then I was like wait Hispanic women what are you doing yeah like what the fuck I is mean, that yeah um 
uh, it's a lot. It's a lot about how the Hispanic culture naturally leans very traditional, very conservative. And I would say time and time again that social media and technology can change that. But I think if you see somebody up there, Donald Trump saying, you know, I care about every American. Mm-hmm. I don't care what race you are, but I care about American. I care about protecting you. No matter your race, you're naturally going to be drawn to that. And if, you're, if, you're, if your culture is already very traditional, very mm-hmm. conservative, you're going to lean that way anyway. And then you bring up the border wall. And then you talk to these Hispanic uh, people who also argue for lower taxes, right? Yeah. They argue for the government to, you know, care more about the national debt, care more about uh, our fiscal side of politics. So then you talk to them and you say, so how come the border wall is costing more money than illegal immigrants and I'm costing America anyway? If you add up the total amount of money, illegal immigrants cost in deportations, sending them to jail, uh, welfare, healthcare, all these different kinds of things. You add all that money up and statistically the wall costs more. So you talk to people and you're like, if you really care about the fiscal side of things, you should understand how immigration as a whole boosts our economy. Immigration Mm -hmm. as a whole brings different cultures, brings more diversity to the marketplace, the marketplace of ideas as well. Mm -hmm. And the border wall just won't work because one, we haven't seen a deterrent of drug crimes. (laughs) We haven't seen a deterrent of violent crimes. Immigrants don't bring a lot of violent crimes statistically. And if you Mm -hmm. bring these concepts up, I think they'll be able to listen, you know? Damn. Yeah. And I guess like the other thing I hear all the time is like, well, if America's so fucked up, why are people still trying to come here? America's the greatest country in the world. And you're like, and I never know how to answer that because it's like, obviously, I live here. I love I love this country. Yeah. yeah. How the I fuck mean, do you respond to that shit? All right. You, 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 you let them know. Right now, our military is deployed in 86 different countries. We have bases in 86 different countries. We completely destabilize their world economies. We destabilize Cuba. We destabilize Venezuela. We destabilize Mexico. We destabilize multiple different Middle Eastern countries because of our military power and because of how valuable the U.S. dollar is. These people are left with no other choice than coming to mm-hmm. the one country who, one, has an immigration policy that lets people in. And two, mm-hmm. this is set up by design where we are able to destroy multiple different countries and destroy these economies and implement military coups when they're trying to set up their own government. Mm-hmm. They have no other option but to leave because now you have authoritarian dictators or you have, or you have uh, civil wars. You have all these different right. kind of things that is because of America's military power. You look at Vietnam in the 80s. You look at right. Cuba uh, in the 90s. You look at all these different examples. You can look at Iran in the 50s. You can look right. at all these different wow. examples of America destabilizing these countries and their citizens leaving and going somewhere else. And that's why, if you look at where these, cities, where, where these immigrants are coming from, they're coming from a country that we destabilized in the first place. Mm. So you can't, be, you can't be against illegal immigration with being also pro an $800 billion military budget, if that makes sense. And that's why you bring up. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to use that this Thanksgiving. Um, uh, okay, I do you take this as a compliment or an insult when I say that you talk like a politician? Um, I hope the content, <laughs> like I hope my honesty isn't like a politician, but yeah. I can understand how my tone and mm. the, like how I'm trying to persuade people that is mm. like a politician. I understand that. Because like as a socialist, would you say that you want to run for like? Do you want to be in government in a way that is more traditional than what you see? for the future i don't know like, yet like, i think I mean, you kind of have to after maybe <laughs> yeah I, I mean yeah i would love to start doing real life debates and like, yeah. i would love once the once this pandemic is over i would love to have real life debates at college campuses setting up yeah. table. anybody wants to come and talk i think that would be a great option in the future though when i'm able to run for office it's a maybe i'm young i don't know yet we'll see what happens and do you have any like siblings or anything or are you only child yeah i got one brother and does he understand politics the way you do or does he not Uh, he understands what's going on but he's not as invested as i am okay well you have to keep an eye on that one because isn't it always like the brother that fucks up your political chances at running (laughs) right like i've seen enough tv dramas like you better make sure he stays high and tight and start working on that shit now okay yeah like start erasing all your internet history (laughs) like hide all your skeletons in the closet um 
Gannon. This was so fucking cool. I was really excited for this. I'm so grateful that you were able to take a little bit of time to do all this shit. Where can the people follow you and learn more and watch yeah. you and all that shit? Um, I'm a political teen, a political teen, no spaces, none of that. On every social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, I'll be making a YouTube soon. Just look that up, you'll be able to follow me, look at my content. Uh, every follow counts, uh, comment, like, share it, you know, get involved with the discussion. Um, thank you, yeah. Holy shit. Okay, confidants, that was uh, a mind fuck. Uh, I, I hope by now you've already voted. And if you haven't, you're going in to vote. So stay safe, all that shit. Gannon, we're going to have to, like, have you back in January or something, like, when shit kind of yeah, either hits the 100%. fan or boils 100%. down. Yeah. So um, thanks so much, and I'll fucking see you 100%. on TikTok. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Have All right, bye, you too.